This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, October 24, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. The Digital Millennium Copyright Act is 10 years old, but there's not much reason to celebrate, according to Cato Institute adjunct scholar Tim Lee. He says one bright spot in the 10-year-old law is that it could have done more damage to creativity and innovation. Well, so, so the DMCA, um, what it says in effect, um, and there's several provisions, but the one that, that people are most interested, what it says is that it's illegal to, um, quote unquote, circumvent copy protection. So for example, if you buy um, music on a lot of online uh, music stores, it'll be wrapped in a special encrypted format that um, only certain pieces of software can read. And what the DMCA says is that third-party vendors can't uh, build hardware or software devices that can do anything with that. They can convert it to another format, can play it, et cetera. And what that does, in effect, is it allows companies to sort of lock down um, content. And uh, more importantly, it allows them to control interoperability. So if I wanted to, um, say, build a piece of hardware that um, interopted with the iPod, I, I wanted to have some sort of jukebox software. Before the DMCA, I could have reverse engineered the way the iPod worked. There were lots of examples of people doing this sort of thing and build... Um, my own music jukebox. After the DMCA, Apple could sue me and say that that's an illegal circumvention device. And so what it's really done is it's limited um, interoperability and competition in the, in the technology industry. Now, hasn't the corporate world itself had something of a problem with that? Because Apple has now made something of a push to sell higher quality MP3s that do not contain copy protection in the name of making more money. Yeah, well, so 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 that I guess is is one reason to celebrate the the copy protection technologies tend not to work very well, and in fact, in some cases they've worked so poorly that um, that even the companies that were previously um, supporters of it have backed away. But it's important to remember there that's just one example. In, in other areas, for example, to take it, the Apple example, um, Apple now does offer for a higher price um, DRM free DRM is digital rights management free um, music. Uh, but it still wraps everything else it sells you, movies, applications, et cetera, and copy protection. So, and I don't quite understand how, how Steve Jobs justifies this because he had a whole essay about how customers want DRM-free music, but somehow that doesn't apply to um, videos and other things. So, so certainly businesses, in some cases, they find it to their advantage to restrict users' freedom to, to use the content that they've obtained. In other cases, they find it to their advantage to lock it down. But the more fundamental policy question is, should companies have this ability to restrict users' freedoms and to restrict the freedom of other countries to enter enter these markets. Now, why don't we have a jukebox for movies? So this this is an interesting example. So the um, DVD format uh, is one of the formats that came out around the same time as the DMCA, and so it was one of these formats that were built with copy protection baked in. And there's a, a cartel called the DVD Copy Control Association, DVD-CCA, that hands out licenses to build DVD players. If you don't have a license from the DVD, from this uh, organization, it's illegal for you to, to build a DVD player. And they have very strict rules about what features um, DVD players can have. And so, for example, this is... Um, one technology that I think would have arrived several years ago had it not been illegal is a, a DVD jukebox, very much like an iPod. You put all of your DVDs into this device, it rips a copy of them to your hard drive, and then you can watch them on your TV. You might be able to stream it to multiple um, uh, TVs around your house. You might be able to use it like a slingbox to, to view it remotely. Um, under the copyright law, pre 
pre-DMCA, there's some question, but that probably would have been a legal product. Under the DMCA, it's illegal. In fact, there was um, one company that made a very expensive um, version of this several years ago called the Kaleidoscope that has been locked in litigation with the DVD CCA for several years and basically has been driven out of the market. And I think no one else has um, dared to try to produce a similar piece of technology. So that's just one example of the kinds of innovative uses of digital media technologies that I think are being kept off the market by the by this law. The fact that technology develops so rapidly today, isn't that a good thing when it comes to uh, thinking about government's ability to regulate? Certainly. One of the reasons I think that the DMCA hasn't done as much damage as it could have is that um, the internet's a big place. Nobody really has that much control over it and and things advance very quickly. The problem is that the DMCA is um, is, is a, a, a a kind of regulation that allows private companies to sue under other private companies under it. So um, what happens is that if you've got a new, um, an innovative new product, if you released a DVD jukebox, there wouldn't be any government regulation, you know, preventing you from introducing it to the market. What would happen is after you started to get a little bit of market share, you would get sued and forced to shut down the market later. And so it creates a sort of chilling effect um, where, you know, it's not clear exactly what's legal and what's not, but there's a, a high enough probability that you'll be forced off the market by this law that lots of entrepreneurs that might otherwise enter this market um, are dissuaded from doing so. And um, so it's it's certainly, all of these technologies actually exist. There's a um, open source project called the uh, Xbox Media Center that in fact lets you do exactly this. And if you live in a country that does not have a law analogous to the G- DMCA, you can download this, you can purchase an, a first generation Xbox, you can um, do a little bit of tweaking to make it run this piece of software, and it has all, these fun- all this functionality. Um, and in fact, I think that... Um, uh, Microsoft's Xbox Media or M- Microsoft's Media Player has a few of these functionality themselves, but um, if you wanted to develop a similar kind of technology in the United States, you would not be able to do it unless you could get uh, permission from this organization. And for the most part, they won't let you do that. What are the prospects for reforming DMCA or reforming copyright in general in the near term? In the ne- near term, I think that they. Um, the, the f- Prospects don't look very good. They'll, certainly, most of the lobbying interests are on the side of of uh, maintaining or even strengthening some of these protections. In in the longer run, though, I think that um, the the prospects are pretty good, just because I think there's a growing awareness of um, of the kinds of problems that these laws are hap- having. Um, as we see more examples of um, technologies that are stifled of uh, of conflicts that happen because of this law, and as more I think technologists come up, sort of thinking about these issues in a, in a serious way, um, I think I'm hopeful that the, the conventional wisdom will, will shift in a, a more reasonable direction and that some, some future Congress or, or courts will, um, will reform things. So as long as we have uh, continued examples of technologies we're not allowed to have? Well, I mean, obviously, I would prefer that the technologies be allowed to enter the market. Right, but, but if you can see something out there that you can't have because of this law over here. That's right. And this is actually one of the difficulties, I think, about talking about this. Is This is one example where just because of the way the technology is played out, I think you can make a pretty reasonable case that this hasn't happened. There are also, I'm sure, lots of other technologies that could have existed. I mean, there are very, there are very few software utilities that let you do stuff with your iPod. And there's various reasons for that, but I think one reason is that it's mostly illegal, and um, we don't know what those technologies will look like, but I think it's a safe bet that many of them would have been very helpful, and that if we repeal the DMCA, we probably would, would get to enjoy some of them. Tim Lee is an adjunct scholar at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.